Welcome to the podcast, Next Chapter, Empty Nest. I'm your host, Brenda Weaver. This podcast is going to be about preparing for an empty nest, making it a fun, fulfilling, and exciting time. Let's discover who we are now and what we want to do with this new chapter of our lives. Let's create a community to support each other in this adventure. We are just getting started. On today's interview, I am thrilled to welcome Louisa Marone to Next Chapter Empty Nest. As parents, we tend to focus on our kids, losing ourselves in the mix. Many of us have put on weight while supporting our families, running around in the evenings to all the activities for the kids, with not much time to prepare the healthiest meals or exercise. It's added up, and now that the kids are soon to leave the nest, we have more time to focus on us. One way to focus on you is getting healthier by eating well and losing weight. Louisa herself has an amazing story of weight loss. She's real, honest, and so relatable. If you've had weight issues, you will appreciate Louisa's story as much as I do. After her long weight loss journey, she started her own business in helping others to lose weight. She is honest in sharing that it isn't going to be fast It's a lifelong journey to be on, and that you can do it just like she did. Louisa shows support in amazing ways, like sharing her incredibly delicious recipes and sharing alternatives to treats, great alternatives that make you feel like you're still getting a treat. She shares her struggles as well, and you know that she totally, totally gets it. So enjoy today's episode. Uh, Hi, welcome to Louisa Marone. From my way of eating, um, she has a fabulous story that I want her to share with us. And uh, hi, Louisa. Hi, Brenda. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. Me too. I love your story. It's so inspiring, and I've heard it before, but I love to hear it. I could hear it every day. <laughs> so, so welcome. Tell oh, us about okay. yourself and what is All your right. story. Okay, well, um, you know, I, I, um, I'm married, uh, married for 28 years, I uh, have two children. Uh, so, you know, I was a busy mom, taking care of everyone else, uh, except for one person, a very important person, and that was me. Um, you know, so uh, I realize now thinking back, that, um, you know, busy taking care of my husband, busy taking care of my children. I also have my mom who has moved in with me. So taking care of my mom. And somehow I ended up weighing 315 pounds. (laughs) Yeah. So typical that, you know, everybody else is first. That's yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I ended up um, so my story sort of begins with an aha moment, right? So here I am, busy mother, you know, working mother too, right? We all, a lot of us work outside of the home. So it's like scurry back, you know, the commute time, sitting on a train, going into the city, running home, cooking for everybody. And also I was Mikey. So if someone didn't like something I made, down my throat it went, you know? Oh, it's a shame to throw it out. You know, the kids didn't like it, I'll eat it. So, you know, I, I did pile on the pounds. And what I was doing was going in every year now, I also have diabetes in my family. My dad, uh, my late dad died from complications of diabetes. My husband's a diabetic. My father-in-law was a diabetic. He's also passed on because of complications. 
uh, and other relatives in my family. So diabetes was, you know, um, something to be uh, careful of. And when I went in to see my doctor for, and I, I, at least I took care of going, like I did make the time as much as I didn't want to, to go see my physician, right? More so because I would make the appointment for my children. And as an afterthought, I thought, you know what? I might as well get checked out too. So I would go in every year and every year somehow I gained more weight, <laughs> you know? Um, so, it, you know, and the doctor would always say, you know, Louisa, uh, you know that you have diabetes in the history of diabetes in your family. You've got to be really careful because you're probably going to end up being a diabetic. I also was in denial. I thought it wouldn't happen to me, <laughs> you know, and I was far too busy yeah. to allow diabetes to, you know, insert itself into my life. So every year we had chats about, you know, and doctors are obligated to always uh, give you the solution of, uh, they'll tell you, you know, uh, count your calories, and go low fat, buy products that are low fat. Because what I understood from all of my research, doctors don't get a lot of schooling on nutrition when they become physicians. What they get is maybe one day in a classroom about nutrition. And typically what they're taught is, uh, if a, a patient presents with any health issue, tell them to cut their calories and cut their fat. That's all they're really told, right? Yep. So and told me every year. My aha moment came when uh, she announced at one of my visits that I had become a full-fledged diabetic. And she said, you're going on diabetic medication. And my heart sank, really. Because I knew that was the beginning of the end because I now know, and I knew back then too, that when you become a diabetic and you're put on medication, that medication may be helping you out with your insulin levels but it's doing something else to other parts of your body. And then I have seen most diabetics at the end of life be on between 12 and 16 pills a day, right? Right, It's just yeah. a natural progression of that disease. And the other thing is that diabetes doesn't give you any pain. You're not in pain because you're eating sugar, you know? Right. It's, it's pleasurable, you know? Like you, you never hear a diabetic say, oh, I have pain, never. It's a silent killer, basically. Yeah. So that was my aha moment, Brenda. I really, when I walked out and was given the prescription and I was told to go see a dietitian and I did follow what the dietitian told me, which was cut your fat and count your calories. And I don't know about you, but I don't do well when I don't have big quantities of food. Right. And it's basically, they follow the USDA recommendation, follow the and pyramid. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's the only yeah. option. <laughs> and that sets us up to, for me to say that I have tried. I'm a chronic dieter. I don't know if your listeners, probably they are, right? Right. Most of us have you at know, some point. Um, throughout my life, even though I was you know, taking care of everybody else, every so often I would say to myself, oh my God, I gained another 20 pounds this year. I got to do something. So I would run to a, you know, a program, you know, hand over tons of money. Um, but I realize now that those programs set us up for failure because they, you know, one of the things I discovered through my journey is that there are a lot of hidden sugars in foods. And when a food is labeled low carb, guaranteed 1000%, they have replaced the fat with sugar. So when I was right. eating all this low fat food that was quote healthy, I was actually eating enormous quantities of sugar. <laughs> 
which is counterproductive to trying to lose weight. And then of course, what do we do when we lose a few pounds, but then get frustrated because I can't eat enough food that would sustain me. I'm looking at, uh, I'm miserably looking at like some, you know, steamed broccoli and some, you know, broiled chicken, <laughs> which I consider chicken breast like a piece of wood. My dad would say when he didn't like something and it was too dry, piece of wood, I'm eating a piece of wood, <laughs> you know? Right, And it's yeah. true, you know, they tell you to steam your everything. Don't use fat, you know, cut the fat. Well, by cutting fat, I was supplementing my diet with lots of hidden sugar. And that's why most of us give up because at any anytime you change the way you eat, you're going to see some kind of a weight loss. Typically, it's also water loss. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I would have consumed all of my points by like 11 o'clock. And then I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, well, now what do I do? I'm hungry. And I haven't, I've eaten my lunch, my breakfast and my dinner all at once. Right. <laughs> and it was bland. It's usually yeah. with no flavor, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know, I've got to have food that tastes good, right? I've got to have flavor in my life. I never did well with the programs that, and then, well, then there, yeah, there's the other programs that give you the meals they prepare. Okay. Well, right. have you ever seen the size of them? Yes, I have. <laughs> They're teeny tiny. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, I'm, I grew up Italian. Like that was one tenth of what I ate at a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Again, setting me up for failure because I always thought that I failed programs. It's like, you kick yourself, you know, you're like, oh my God, like I, I just couldn't do it. Everybody else is so successful. And you see all these pictures of people going, oh, you know, I lost 50 pounds and you're thinking, well, they did and I didn't. So I'm a failure. Right. Yeah. And then what do you do? You give up again because, and then you start to consume all of the foods that give you comfort, right? You know, I mean, right. you're a business mom, you've got things you to do. And it's always easier when, you know, when preparing meals for our families, we go for the easy, easy foods that we can quickly make. The frozen French fries that you just have to pop into the, you know, into the oven. Uh, but you know, your child wants a quick breakfast. All right. A bagel in, in the toaster, or, uh, you know, we were told that cereal was healthy, right? right? Cereal with, with not whole milk, but skim milk, which by the way, has more sugar than whole milk, right? <laughs> you know, uh, Oh, giving your child juice, right? It's supposed to be healthy. Well, I realize now that juice has the same amount of sugar as Coke. Why don't I just give my child a Coke then? You know? Right. I'm, right. Yeah. Just because it's fruit doesn't mean it's healthy. And imagine how many apples have to be squeezed to make, you know, a cup of, of, of apple juice for your child. Right. I would say it takes maybe 20 apples. Can anybody eat 20 apples? So why am I right. drinking no. all the sugar that was extracted out of the apples? Right. Mm -hmm. So, these, you know, these are things that I learned. So to go back to my aha moment, right? Went to the dietitian. Now in most North, you know, in North America, um, dietitians are licensed. So they have to follow the food guide, you know, that pyramid, which yeah. is very heavy on grains and carbs and sugars, you know, natural sugars, right? But so, and nutritionists and dietitians who are registered must follow the food guide. They have to. Because if they don't, their license is taken away, right? 
So I did for the first six months, try what the dietitian told me to do, but I was miserable eating tasteless food, cutting out my fat, you know, low fat, this low fat, that and portions were not to my, you know, liking. So I started to do some research. I was like, okay, I'm not happy. I don't want to be on drugs. I don't want to be on medication. What am I going to do? I'm a busy, busy mother of two taking care of my husband and my mom too. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I started just Googling stuff like reversing diabetes. How do I lose weight, but keep the taste and the flavor in my food? Right. And just, you know, and, and keto started popping up, low carb started popping up high fat, which at first I was like fat. Oh, Jesus. No. Oh, good Lord. Uh-uh. Right. I, I mean, we were told for years, low fat, everything's low fat from uh, the eighties on, right? <laughs> It's kind of ingrained in us to avoid fat at all costs, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Uh, so I shied away, but it kept popping up. Right. Every time I Googled, I don't want to be a diabetic. I don't want to be obese. On top of that, Brenda, I started having hip problems. Right. The weight I carried had shot my right hip. And um, they wouldn't operate on me if I didn't lose some weight. Right. And that's typically what they tell you to do. You have to lose weight if you want the operation. So the ca carrot stick was, you, you, you're, and I was in so much pain, I could barely walk. I had to use a cane. Um, I could only walk about 200 steps without, you know, like basically falling on the floor, writhing in pain. Um, it was very difficult for me to get around. So, you know, a little bit of the aha moment was the diabetes and then the fact that I really needed the hip surgery. But at the same time, I didn't want to lose the weight because I'm afraid of surgery. I'd never been operated on in my life, you know? So it kind of was like, a, oh, I don't know. Do I really want to lose weight? Because then I got to have the surgery. But the pain went out, right. that chronic pain went out. And the doctors told me, oh, we do these surgeries all the time. But you always think it's going to be you that has a complication. And so, yeah, it's very scary. It's a lot, a huge undertaking and then you it have is. that guilt of doing this to yourself too you know going okay. on I know I did it to myself and then I thought who's going to take care of my family if I'm in the hospital right who's going to be there to cook and clean and and you know and and be the chauffeur and take them to hockey and take them to basketball and all this right yeah. you know I mean my husband would have to but you know as a mother as a I don't know we just have this burden on our shoulders right you know and so I did put it off but I gotta tell you that high fat kept popping up you know, high fat. And I'm like, oh my God, no. And of course I would talk to some of my friends who were like, oh no, fat, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it, right? Because everyone has been conditioned. Even my doctor was like, oh, she was horrified. No, 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 right? Yeah. Oh, good luck, you know? So, but I thought, you know what? I like the fact that you can eat as much as you want. The food is tasty because it's got fat in it, right? By the way, when they remove fat from those low fat products, they replace it with sugar because there's all, I've discovered there's only two ways to, to, to flavor your food. That's either put sugar or put fat, right? So if they're taking away the sugar, uh, uh, if they're taking away the fat in a food, they're mm -hmm. putting sugar in there, right? Yeah. So I, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a shot, okay? Um, it was tasty food too. I could eat the, uh, in abundance, bacon, my favorite. My favorite. I'm, I'm, I love uh, eggs, heavy cream in my coffee, butter, you know, um, the fat on my steak. I wouldn't have to trim it anymore because whenever I did have steak, I would go for a lean cut 
Or if I did get like a T-bone or something with a lot of fat, I had to, you know, trim all that fat off. So I thought I'm going to give it a shot. And you know what, Brenda? I lost 50 pounds in the first year. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by eating high fat, low carb. Yeah. And I tested it. I was appalled at the amount of fat I was eating. You know, uh, my doctor was as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I went to see her in and, and, and to, you know, because I went in for my physical and she was all excited and she, she weighed me and I had already produced the report when I went in to get all my blood work done. Um, and so I was looking at the same report and I'd already highlighted on my copy all the things that I noticed. So she looks at it and she says, you've lost enough weight that we could proceed with the surgery and then a book you for surgery. And she said, your blood, your blood sugars are amazing. Oh my God, like you have done a fantastic job. And she said, I'm even thinking of taking you off the medication. And that's when I dropped the bomb on her because through my journey of that first year, I was pricking my finger and realizing I no longer needed to take the medication. So I dropped the bomb on her when I said, guess what? Uh, those numbers that you're seeing are six months of no medication. I took myself off metformin. She was flabbergasted. She was just like, what? Wow. You know, and, uh, and then, yeah. and then she I said, bet. what are you eating? She said, you went to the dietitian. What have you been eating? So she thought that I, you know, stuck with the, with the recommended dietitian, which I had abandoned. And I told her, well, I'm eating um, about 18 to 24 eggs a week. I eat two to three packs of bacon. I'm eating chicken. I'm eating steaks with fat. And she was like, whoa. She said, hang on a second. And she went to look at my creatine levels and she went to look at my cholesterol levels. And she went to look at my EFGR, which is your kidney function. And she was just scratching her head and saying, I don't get it. What the heck? Like they're all normal. They're all normal. <laughs> right. But that's amazing. I mean, because that's what I think about too. Like what's what's the blood work look like after eating yeah, you know, high fat? You know, she just was like, you know, she was like, and she's very open. I love my doctor because she's just like, you are teaching me something here, right? She said, I really don't like the amount of pork you're eating and bacon, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> So of course now, seven and a half years later, mm -hmm. 140 pounds later, a successful hip surgery later, uh, when I go in to see her now, we just high five. I know how to read a report now. And we sit, I, I feel like a medical doctor. I'm like, look at my EFGR, look at me, I'm 99%, right? Typically when you're a awesome. diabetic, you know, your EFGR starts to go down, you know? And when your EFGR kidney function gets to about 15%, you're going on dialysis. Wow. I have a long way to go because I'm at 99%. That's awesome. That's so amazing. My, my dad's throughout his, his diabetes, his EFGR kept falling. It was 50%, then it was 40%, then it was 30, 39%. So I know all about EFGR numbers, right? Mm -hmm. I know about the effects on your kidney. Um, and through all of this, I, I've really, I can, I can go to bat with medical professionals. I can, I can keep up. I have learned so much. I can talk with fitness instructors and, and dietitians and nutritionists. Um, and typically I win the battle sometimes, you know, I do, I make my points, you know, so it's been a journey, um, you know, and I'm just so proud of myself. And, and, and also as an empty nester, 
throughout this process, what happened, of course, my children got older, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I had been helping friends, you know, friends would come to me um, at, with, asking for help. And that's how I got my first clients. Many of them, of course, as soon as I opened my mouth and told them they were going to eat fat, ran from me. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. It's not for everyone, Brenda. It's not, right? Right, right. You know, and that's what I love about your story is that, you know, you don't push it on anybody. You just tell them your story, but you don't have to follow just the food pyramid. No. Try, Try different things to find what works for you. Well, I think too is that I've had a few, cha- uh, you know, free. I've put out free challenges every so often to to get more people enrolled into my program. Mm-hmm. I'm very honest about um, about uh, that. You know, it's not easy dieting or getting control. I don't even like the word diet to be honest, Brenda, because diet always to me sounds like it's a, uh, 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 it's not it's not a permanent thing. I'm going on a diet, meaning I'm going off it, right? No, for me, this is now a lifestyle change, a forever lifestyle change. Um, I Because when you go on a diet, you're going for only a short period of time, you know, it could be 12, 12 weeks, could be a year, but at some point you talk yourself uh, into getting off it. And we all failed at that too, when we would go on diets and then go off them, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm very honest when people enter into my, um, you know, free talks where I tell them it's not easy. You are going to be asked to give up something, but I got to be honest. What plan ever told you not to give up something? There's always going to be a discipline involved. And you know what? We've all been successful because we have followed programs in the past, but they failed us and they were not sustainable. That is the difference. So whether you, you know, we've all low, low fat, we've all gone on low fat ways of eating, right? So we do have the, um, I think we all have the willpower because we've done it in the past. It was just, yeah, it was not the right program for us. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. But if someone thinks that they can lose weight by not giving up something, I'm sorry, that is not going to happen because whether you're going to cut the fat out of your life or count calories you are giving up something, right? Absolutely. So when I, when I did all those other programs, I had to buy food from a certain one, right? I was giving up my own delicious home-cooked meals. When I cut lo- fat out of my life, I was eating sugar, right? right. So, you know, you're always going to be asked to give up something. And now there's this new trend I'm noticing about, uh, it's a new way of, you know, uh, just sort of getting in touch with yourself and, and not dieting and not changing the way you eat, but just, you know, intuitive eating. Okay. I'm sorry. Intuitive eating for me is stuffing my face with carbs all day long, which got me in trouble in the first place. Okay. Right. Yeah. I can relate. Now it could work for some people, but I, I know myself, I cannot intuitively eat because my valve will be open all day. I can't intuitively eat because my intuition is to eat every carb in my kitchen yeah and maybe some people can do it I can't I'm being honest and I don't know many people (laughs) who are addicted to carbs like I was that could intuitively eat right but having said that I now intuitively eat (laughs) (laughs) because this path that I've been on you know, I started out 
eating quantities, you know, roast beef and ribs and whole roast chickens and steak with fat on it, you know, uh, eggs, bacon, uh, you know, loaded broccoli, loaded with sour cream and bacon and onions and trees, you know. But naturally, when you start to, when you stop eating carbohydrates, which put you on this vicious cycle, right? You know, we've all done mm -hmm. it. Eat a very uh, carb heavy meal of mashed potatoes and um, uh, pasta, like all these carb foods, right? And you're quite full, you're very full, sometimes to an uncomfortable degree, right? I've had that, you know, where I've been yeah. like, oh, you know, and the complaint in my family when we had gatherings is that I would pass out, right? I'd eat a humongous, you know, a meal of lasagna, uh, followed by, uh, you know, roast potatoes with lamb. And, you know, it, it was all very carb heavy. And Lots then- of bread, Italian bread with it all, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course, you need the bread. Yeah, listen to this. We used to have pasta served with bread to sop up the sauce. And yeah. then a string of Sicilian rice balls, you know, stuffed with cheese and meat. Uh, followed by roast potatoes with lamb. Like there's potatoes everywhere. There's carbs right. everywhere. The complaint was when we used to gather for Christmas, Easter, there she is asleep again. I was passed out. So was my husband. Cause he, you know, we all ate like that. And yeah. then, and then after everybody's like, you know, snoring and passed out and then was like, bing, 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 round two. Cause you know, <laughs> eating was like the whole day. Right. So you're together. Yeah. The whole so it was like, okay, let's go back and eat all the leftovers. And Hey, let's have some of this and some of that. And, you know, it was just this vicious circle, right? So you're in this, this vicious sort of cycle and, you know, eating carbs causes that for us. Did you know, Brenda, and this is the American Heart Association, that the average American consumes um, 71 grams of sugar every day. And that's the equivalent of 57 pounds of added sugar per year. Wow. Oh. And that's based by the way we're eating way more than 57 pounds okay because yes that is based that is based on 71 grams so let me put this into context for you uh typically when i was not low carb uh, when i was not eating this way uh, my typical breakfast was a bagel which has about 56 grams of carbs 56 they just american heart institute just said 71 grams. So my bagel is about two thirds already. So we're already right. eating way more than 70 grams. Okay. That right. bagel had peanut butter on it, or maybe some, you know, jam with butter. I would also have oatmeal because we're told oatmeal is very healthy, healthy. right? <laughs> oatmeal has about 36 grams of carbs in there. Um, you know, it topped with some skim milk because skim is better, you know, low fat. Well, my whole breakfast just shot my 71 grams of uh, carbs for the day. Right. So just my breakfast is already uh, going to be over what the allotted day per day is. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's shocking, right? Yes, um, and absolutely. When people come into my program, I don't, I don't tell them to start right away. What I tell them to do is to uh, download an app that will track their carbs. I use Carb Manager. And so, and then I tell them, don't change the way you eat because I call it shock and awe, right? I tell them, go eat whatever you want, what your normal day, just input everything into the carb manager. And then we regroup and talk about what they were eating. They're shocked. They're eating in excess sometimes of 400 grams of sugar per day. 
right? If you yes. correlate it, you know, what the American Heart Association has said that we should be eating 71 grams. And they even say that you can have about nine teaspoons. And they, they're basically saying that you can have um, like an extra 36 grams. So they're saying an average person should have 107 grams. My breakfast still trumps that, by the way, still in excess of 107. Right. So, yeah. you know, people were, were, were they're, they're shocked when they put in their carbs and I start to review what they've eaten for the last couple of days and demonstrating to them just how many carbs they've eaten. It's shocking. It is. I was shocked. It is. It is. And I know that because, and I'm not shocked now at this moment because um, I do your program and just started it recently. And, you know, I first listened to your story probably back in like September, six months before, whatever, five, six months before I even thought to join. And I was very doubtful about it because it just seemed... Yeah. too good to be true you like that yeah. you could eat keep eating until you're full <laughs> on a oh, diet that sounds ridiculous <laughs> and um but yeah. as the months went on and I had heard your story and started following you you know I I was like you know I nothing else has worked and yeah. nothing else is working and I was doing it trying to do it on my own which didn't work and I yeah. so I decided to join and you know, it was like a week sign up that you had. And I swear I, I signed up at the last minute because I was still doubtful. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And I don't know that I believe it, but then I wanted the accountability for myself to, because you said we would be as a group and we do every week. And I knew that because I know I'm like, well, even if I stray from it, at least a couple of days before we meet, I am going to be like on my best behavior because I have to report back. And to me, that's just what I need personally was the accountability was the most. Um, and then we did that week of tracking and it was insane. Like between two and 300 a day, I was, she was like, well, she said, eat whatever <laughs> I wanted yeah. to and eat normal and all that. So I right. did. And yeah, it was shocking that that was that much. And I do have that fear of diabetes as well. That's um, on my mother's side of the family and um, always every year I go to the doctor and I'm worried. I'm like, are they going to say I am like, you know, yeah. well, how about if I stop <laughs> you know, worrying like that and do something about it so that it's not, you yeah. know, just an issue once a year that I'm worried about, but it, it really, it's in the back of my head all the time. So then to cut out so many carbs has been uh, life-changing. Like I'm not hungry all yeah. day, every day. I'm not eating every two hours. Yeah. So um, for me, it's been great. And it's still a learning curve, but um, I, I do like it and I enjoy it and yeah. appreciate it too. It's just uh, totally different thinking. Well, you know, just to hark back on what, what I was saying about the intuitive eating, what naturally happens because you're eating when, when we talk about fat it's good fat we're eating okay we're not eating margarine which is fake fat i'm sorry don't buy right. the three things that i don't buy are low fat products margarine canola oil or anything like vegetable oil so what we're eating on this way of eating is um natural coconut oil olive oil pressed from fresh olives, right? Because canola and vegetable oil is coming from corn. And corn is not for human consumption, really. Corn 
is horrible for us. It is. It is yeah. also a big contributor of the bloated tummy that I see, you know, and there's corn in everything, right? Yeah, definitely. Or corn, corn byproducts, right? Mm -hmm. But what you're eating is avocados, which are healthy fat, you know, the, the coconut cream, the coconut oil, um, avocado oil, um, olive oil, um, the fats we're eating are coming from, um, you know, the meats that we eat because there's fat in our meats, right? So it's all natural. When you go shopping, are you noticing, Brenda, that you're no longer going up and down those aisles where you bought canned goods or boxed goods or things in bags? It's forcing you to go buy fresh ingredients, right? Yes. Today, my list was mostly meat and vegetables. <laughs> I went this morning. So yeah, I am noticing that. And it's uh, more expensive. We're spending more on food, but we're buying healthier stuff too. So that's totally worth yep. it. Yeah. And, you know, it is expensive in the beginning because again, you're at the beginning stages where you're eating a lot, right? I started out eating quantity, but just to, to zero back in on the intuitive is that over time, I no longer need quantity. Over time, because you are satiated, your, your fat will satiate you better and you feel fuller from eating good fat. Then when you eat sugar, which makes you feel full artificially, you're, you're, I think it's more that you're bloated and mm -hmm. inflammation than it is feeling full. And plus overindulgence of eating so many carbs just makes you feel like, ugh, I'm so like full, right? Yes, yes. But it's definitely. artificial fullness because two hours later, I was in that fridge scrounging around for that last piece of cheesecake or the leftover rice or the left leftover mashed potatoes that maybe I would fry up, you know, make them into balls and fry up with the, like, there was always access to this food that had made me full, but not really full. But now I intuitively eat because I have started to learn to listen to my body. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, with, with a nice full fat meal the night before I wake up, not so hungry. Right. And I also drink something called bulletproof coffee, which has uh, it's typically, you know, uh, coffee. It's made with coffee, a tablespoon of, of uh, butter, um, heavy cream, and you can add collagen powder and then you whirl it in a blender. And now somebody I know didn't whirl it in the blender. So the, all the butter just kind of floated on top. It was, it's <laughs> Never drink it like that. It's not good. But, no, when it goes, yeah. <laughs> but when it goes into the blender, it froths it, it makes it into a coffee like milkshake. And again, the butter and the, the, the fat in the whole cream keeps you full. And so there are um, most days I don't get hungry because I really think I've learned how to say, am I hungry? No, I'm not hungry. So why eat if you're not hungry? I think a right. lot of us eat because of habit, right? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. It's 7.30 in the morning. Got to get that toast into the toaster and uh, my cereal and my oat and my, my, my protein bar or one of those granola bars. Yep. Um, and oh, it's time for my snack. And oh, it's lunchtime. I have to eat lunch. No, you don't. No, no. I have learned to start to listen to my body. Am I hungry? Well, let's see. If I go in the fridge and I grab celery or carrots, do I want to eat the carrot? No, then I'm not hungry. 
<laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Oh, but I do, I do see out of the corner of my eyes some leftover shepherd's pie, you know? So yeah, I want the shepherd's pie because it's addictive and it's got my 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 favorite, you know, peas, corn, corn, carrots, and mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's why, right? Right. So it, I have eventually come to a point where I am intuitively eating because now through this whole process, I've learned that sugar kept me in a cycle of constant hunger. I am eating healthy fats that keep me full. I know to, when I sit down to eat, I don't think about the quantity I'm eating. I just eat till I feel full. And then I'm like, I'm full. And it's, you know what it is, Brenda? Freedom. I think a lot of yes. people understand what I'm saying about freedom, right? It's yeah. Freedom. I don't have to eat. I don't have to scrape the food off my children's plate because I'm full. Yes. You know? And, and um, I'm starting to learn that, you know, by doing this is that, you know, I told you, I think last week that I'll, you know, yeah. be like, oh, I'm a little bit hungry and then I get busy doing something at work. And then all of a sudden it's noon and I haven't had anything to eat that day. And that would have never happened in a million years before, <laughs> you know? So, and I'm just like shocked. Like, how did I forget? How do you forget to eat when you're used to eating, you know, pretty much continuously? Oh. <laughs> but well, it's nice. It's a relief, really. It's, I just feel so, you know, yeah. I can focus on other stuff. And but I'm not so tired all, either. Yeah, we all have that friend, right? Who says, oh, I forgot to eat today. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> that never happened. And guess what? I'm now that friend. Yeah, it's I'm crazy, not, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I think to myself uh, I would think about food 24 7 I would dream of food I would plan my meals while I'm eating a meal I'm planning the next one while yeah. I'm eating food I'm thinking what am I going to eat next like it was insane I no longer do that and I have so much more time to do stuff <laughs> because my food my brain is not consumed with thoughts of food I mean I would eat all my, my allotted food when I was on a different program. And by 11 o'clock, I'm like, oh, geez, my coworker's going to think I'm a pig because now I got to sneak into the cafeteria somewhere or maybe we'll drive to a restaurant and scarf down some food because I'm starving. Right. <laughs> and I did that. I did that. I ate in my car. I'm embarrassed, but I ate in my car. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I forgot to get rid of the, the evidence sometimes too. And my husband would say, what are all these wrappers? And I'm like, Oh, uh, I don't, it's, I blame the kids, <laughs> I would blame the kids, right? It's, you know, but even with this way of eating, even if you're a busy mom and, you know, like, even though we're empty nesters, like my children still live at home, but they're just not home. Right. Right. But, you know, there are ways of eating this way without having to, to cook all the time. You know, one of my go-to things is like buying a whole roast chicken. I usually buy two and I keep them in the refrigerator, right? So that uh, you, you'll, it was not uncommon in the first five years that mom would be walking around chewing on a chicken leg. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, there, there are ways because there's always in the grocery section prepared like food. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But I also, I like to keep it simple, right? K-I-S-S, you know, keep it simple, silly, right? We don't need elaborate meals every day um right so you know you can quickly just throw some chicken at, with skin on okay don't go buying breast piece of wood but you know you can just throw in some chicken and, and roast it in the oven 
uh, and uh, throw in some cauliflower, like roast everything, you know, just when you get home. I make pans where I put asparagus and I put uh, roast broccoli and I'll throw in some chicken, roast it, you know. I did mm -hmm. a beautiful salmon. I, I placed salmon on top of asparagus, um, you know, poured olive oil all over the thing and some salt and pepper and spices, some garlic, uh, you know, cloves, stuck it in the oven. 20 minutes later, what a meal. Like it doesn't take long. You don't have to make complicated, elaborate things, right? Right. Uh, but I got to tell you, um, you would be shocked to know um, like some of the, the foods uh, and, and I'm going to give you some comparisons. Okay. Uh, uh, so, you know, people are wondering probably what is keto? What is low carb? We haven't even addressed what you're eating, right? And what you're eliminating. You're basically mm -hmm. eliminating um, potatoes, pasta, rice, bread, peas, corn, carrots, and beets and fruit. Did I shock everybody? <laughs> yeah. Can you live without those foods? Yes. Do I still love those foods and want to eat them? Hell yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Every day. <laughs> and you're human and sometimes you do. I mean, that's what I love uh, about you is that you're so honest about it, you know? Uh, like I fall and, and when I fall, yeah. it's a, it gets very ugly. Uh, I'm like a maniac. Like, you know those days when you're like, oh no, I went over. Oh no, now I ate carbs now. Oh, well, the whole day's shot, you know? And so what do I do? I start, like, it's like I'm famished. But seven and a half years into it, um, I get sick. Like I get diarrhea, I get sweats, I, mm -hmm. I don't feel good because it's my body saying, what are you doing? And right. it's okay because I still love those foods. I do. And I equate it to being a bartender and a, uh, who's an alcoholic, who's a recover, sorry, I'm a bartender and I'm a recovered uh, alcoholic serving booze to people really mm -hmm. so I'm a recovered carboholic cooking carbs for my family but what I do is I pair things up so you know people say how hard is it, is it to do it when nobody in your family is joining you it's it's easy because we always have meat like we'll always have a roast chicken or a roast pork or roast beef right mm -hmm. they have the potatoes that I roasted well what I do is I'll roast something like radishes which I never knew you could roast so radishes, I used to use it as a condiment raw in vegetables. I discovered that when you roast them, uh, they mimic the, the taste of potato. So my kids will get, and my husband will get the potato with the okay. roast. I the roast with the roasted radishes. I feel like I'm eating along with them, right? Yeah. There's always an alternative. I always give my clients um, in my program alternatives to things. They can text me through my Facebook page and they'll say, oh, I'm really craving da da da. And I'll say, yep, the replacement for mashed potatoes is loaded cauliflower, right? I've given you the recipe for that one, right? Oh, that is like a weekly thing now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's probably my favorite recipe of yours. <laughs> tell them what it is. You, come on, Brenda, tell them what's in that loaded cauliflower. Uh, cauliflower uh, with cheese, sour cream, bacon, mayonnaise, oh, yeah. Yeah. and... <laughs> It's so delicious. It's just, yeah, and, it's so and it's, filling. It's it's filling and it, and it mimics mashed potatoes that are loaded, right? Yes. You know, so, and that, that can be a side for whatever protein you're eating, right? So, I mean, let me throw some numbers out there, you know, for example, um, because I grew up Italian, you know, an Italian panino, right? That, you know, 
a nice Italian bun with cold cuts in it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, an Italian bun has 40 grams of um, carbs, right? Whereas um, if I had a cup of say eggplant, that's six grams, you would have to eat uh, seven cups of eggplant to eat the equivalent of one panino. So when I want a sandwich, what I do now is I get a couple of leaves of romaine lettuce, lay them out, and then I put cheese and I put ham and I put pastrami and I put mayo and I put mustard and tomatoes and cucumbers and I just roll it up and it's one big fat burrito looking rack. Nice. And I save myself, you know, 40 grams of, uh, of sugar that are in the, in the, in the bread. Yeah. Uh, here's a, oh, here's a good one. Corn tortilla, right? One corn tortilla made from corn, 45 grams of sugar. Wow. Whereas one cup of broccoli is six grams. You'd have to eat seven and a half cups of broccoli to equal that corn tortilla, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So quantity, I love quantity. If I can have, I would never eat seven. Well, did I try? I probably tried to eat like seven and a half. <laughs> I probably could. <laughs> I probably could. You know, but, oh, and, and my favorite one is spinach because um, like, so uh, let's, let's compare a sesame seed bagel. I used to love getting bagels, right? Mm -hmm. 54 grams of sugar in a sesame seed bagel. 54. That is wow. more than half what you should be, about half of what you should be eating on a daily basis. Okay. Right. Who stopped at one, by the way? Sometimes I would have two or three bagels, all right? I confess. <laughs> but one bagel is the equivalent of 18 cups of cooked spinach. Okay? Oh. Right? Wow. Yes. That's... And by the way, uh, raw spinach, which you can have a nice, you know, when you go to the restaurant, you can have a nice spinach salad. And, and, and the keto low carb way of eating, you can have it with the mushrooms in it. You can have it with boiled eggs, have it with the bacon, you know, have it with the dressing, but raw spinach has zero carbs. So you can eat all the raw spinach you want. <laughs> <laughs> and you and I, I, I do eat it more now and I appreciate yeah. it more. Like it tastes good. I'm like, why haven't, why didn't I make this more often before, I you know? <laughs> I have a perfect replacement for the tortilla, by the way. And that is beat a couple of eggs, uh, put, well, put them into a blender, uh, put a bunch of uh, raw spinach, salt and pepper, and you got a green tortilla. You just make them into little, you know, and you yeah. can use it into, yeah. Nice. I love that sounds good. It, it, I'm going to post it on my, uh, on my uh, Facebook group, but I'm always looking for awesome recipes because you got to change it up. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's appalling to know how much um, sugar is in foods. Okay. And I mean, for example, beverages, right. You're thirsty. You crack open a can of soda, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? Soda has, um, I mean, we get most of our sugars, by the way, from soda and fruit drinks. That, 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 that adds about 25% of our, what we're eating throughout the day, 25% of the sugar is coming from the soda, the fruit juices, right? Um, yeah, I, 12, I ounce believe can, it. 12 ounce can of soda, 40 grams of sugar there. So wow. a bagel in the morning at breakfast, 54 grams. A can of soda, 40 grams, well, you can understand why you're going way over what what is recommended for any adult. Yeah, 
Yeah. In, that's, and that's two foods you've had, you know, it, it just, it only, doesn't only two of <laughs> your whole day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just shocking. Um, as to, you know, just the amount of, of, of foods that we're eating. And what I'm also, uh, what I would love to talk about as well is um, foods that have hidden sugars. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's shocking when you start to tell people that ketchup, for example, right? Condiment, well, you know, to, you get, you know, those little tiny packages at McDonald's. Yeah, each one, if you, if you each one has a tablespoon. So two of those that you're dunking your French fries into has eight grams of sugar. Wow. Right. Um, and, uh, and that's about the same amount of sugar that you're going to find in a large store-bought chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. Oh, just wow. those packages, right? Uh, store-bought tomato sauce. I don't buy it. I just make my own tomato sauce because uh, one cup can have a, up to 23 grams of sugar in it. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy yeah. now that I read the labels and the cars oh. <laughs> how much is in yeah in a serving and, and their serving is not what my serving would typically no. be <laughs> so. no and I mean I used to love baked beans oh my god I'm uh, so yeah. <laughs> I like the pork in them <laughs> <laughs> you know that little tiny piece of pork that's floating on the top right right <laughs> uh, well the baked beans are so delicious because they're very addictive because they've got sugar <laughs> and lots of it. Um, one cup, not just the can, but just one cup has 43 grams of sugar, right? Wow. Uh, you know, we talked about soda pop, which juice has the equivalent of 40 grams, right? So whether right. you drink juice and juice is quote healthy, mm -hmm. uh, it's not, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> low fat. Oh, don't get me going on low fat stuff. Low-fat yogurt has more sugar in it than full-fat Greek yogurt. Can you believe that? You know? Yeah, and now all the yogurts that are out, they have s'mores flavored and chocolate chip flavored and all this oh, M&Ms yeah. and candies in it. And I'm like, uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> they have to add even more to it. Like it's yeah, and but but very eye-opening. What I've learned. Quote, yogurt is quote you know, healthy, right? Yeah. Sure, it's healthy. With the, the low fat one in particular, please don't ever buy low fat yogurt, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And they've added the, the fruit bottom, like, oh my God, I was eating it. It was on my program. One of the programs I said, it said buy fruit bottomed yogurt, you know, like, oh my God, what I was eating. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I used to eat it every day. Yeah. But when I think back, no wonder the program failed me, but it made me feel like I failed the program. Right. It's not you know it's not right we're set up to fail so other 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 uh, uh foods that have hidden sugar bread with 30 grams barbecue sauce three tablespoons 21 grams of sugar wow. soup the canned soup we buy don't buy it frozen dinners right frozen dinners what are they all filled with you get a teeny tiny portion of protein and then what is the rest of it carbs right right Protein bars, there's very few I buy. They have to be approved by me if my if anybody wants to eat a protein protein bar, because they try to sell you on that it's got protein and good fat, but mm -hmm. it's also sugar. Uh, breakfast cereal, oh my god! Growing up, I gave my children caring mom bowls of cereal. You know, Captain Crunch, chocolate count chocula. I thought I was feeding my children, and of course, I served it with skim milk. 
you know? Right. And they're fortified <laughs> with vitamins and minerals, but they're also very sugar laden. So Absolutely. yeah. You know, uh, baked goods, um, you know, buying whole wheat bread as opposed to white bread. Whole wheat, by the way, has more carbs. Who knew? <laughs> right. right. Who knew? So yeah. no wonder we all failed at these programs, right? We're already busy mothers, you know, we're busy. And I, I don't only have uh, female clients. I also have male clients. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, men, uh, I have a husband and wife duel and the husband lost more weight than the wife. Of course, right? Of course. And this is a great way actually for men. Steak, you know? Right. Broccoli. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's just a great way because men, you know, they love meat, right? So, I mean. And big portions. Yeah, a and lot of times, right? So, um, you know, it's just it's it's very eye opening what I learned, and my goal is to continue to promote this way of eating. I'm very honest; it, it may not be for everyone, but anyone who has either taken my uh, free uh, challenges uh, and chosen not to come into the program, or those that have come into the program and either have graduated because they lost the weight or because they couldn't sustain it. I will get DMs from them or, you know, messages saying that no matter what they, I have opened their eyes to the amount of sugar they're eating and the hidden sugar. And they also tell me that um, they will never look at a carb the same again. And they do make better choices. Mm -hmm. They do, you know, so they will look at now they're very conditioned. and, And as I said earlier, you only count carbs, right? You're not counting the amount of calories. You're not counting the amount of uh, fat. And so they will, if they're going to buy even ice cream, right, they're going to choose the lower carb version. So whether an ice cream bar that has 58 grams of sugars, they might choose the one that has 12 grams of sugar, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and that's what I want to sort of share with the world is just what I've learned, how we've all been set up by, you know, just the society, by the norms, the food guide, and, you know, government is slow to change things. Mm-hmm. Um, the food guide has been changed. I've seen some improvements, actually, but not enough, right? Not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my quest is to just educate people on how much sugar they're eating. Um, the hidden sugar in foods, which I just listed you a few, and that's just a few. Um, right. Make the better choices. Uh, your body will on its own start to eat intuitively right um you know the fact that you go several hours without eating is a freedom that i never had you know through my mm-hmm. ent- motherhood right mm-hmm. um and it's funny i had actually lost weight when i had my children my metabolism i don't know what it was but when i was pregnant i was losing weight like crazy it was weird <laughs> but as soon as that baby was delivered I just started packing on those pounds, you know, mm-hmm. I'm taking care of another being. So I'm not caring about myself. Right. And right. then it was, I, I piled it on quite, quite a bit, you know, taking care of my babies, taking care of my household, et cetera. So, you know, um, and I probably think that most of us probably know that we're not eating healthy or weren't right. But who has time yeah. to think about it? Right. You're too consumed with thinking about food and what you're going to make, right? Right, right. And, and, and everybody else. Kids. 
yeah, rushing your kids to dance lessons and hockey lessons and skating and basketball and all that stuff, right? Right. You know, it was just, it, it's been such an eye opener. Now, I, I, if we have time, I'd like to cover the three ways you can do keto, right? Sure. Yeah. That's all you because it's not just one way of eating. So it's a quite a flexible program, right? And so there are um, three ways and it's strict keto, lazy keto, and dirty keto. Everybody likes dirty, right? Just the word dirty, you know, <laughs> gets everybody all excited. But um, with strict keto, and, and so um, I'm actually going to start strict keto on Monday. <laughs> uh, along too. with some of, Yeah, you too. You decided <laughs> to uh, step up to that challenge. So uh, my program, what we decided to do was uh, go strict. And so I'm going to let you know that strict is strict, right? It is the strictest way of eating keto slash low carb, high fat. And it is to strictly monitor, not just the carbs. And we keep, so in the keto world, you typically would like to stay to under 20 grams of carbs per day. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty shocking, like 20 grams when I've just talked about a bagel has 56 grams. So you're basically eating in the entire day, you're eating the equivalent of half a cup of rice. Because a cup of rice has 38 grams of carbs. Mm -hmm. You're eating a cup of rice equivalent of that, that much carbs, right? Right. So it's, it's strict monitoring. So you're not just counting carbs though in strict. It's also the macros, the percentages, which is, ends up uh, when you download the app. Uh, a carb counting app that's, you know, it shows you your macros. You're also looking at your fat intake, your protein intake. So it's, a, it's very strict. You're also not eating processed foods at all. Uh, no compromise, no cheating on those seven days, um, but no inflammatory foods like dairy. So we're giving up dairy. And let me tell you, I gave up car. I gave, I did give up all those carbs. We listed potatoes, pasta, rice, bread, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> So it's going to be even hard for me to do it with my team because we're going off dairy, which means no heavy cream in my coffee, no loaded cauliflower, Brenda. Right? I know. <laughs> Without the sour cream, you can do it with right. the mayonnaise though. Mayonnaise is made from eggs. <laughs> um, so at no dairy. And so does it work? Yes. We are, we are going to lose an incredible amount of weight and we're going to have a little competition to see who loses the most. All right. Game on. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> so then there's lazy keto, which is the state I'm typically in. And lazy keto, we don't care about tracking anything but the carbs. Um, and so uh, we don't care about the fat. We don't care about anything else. But dairy's allowed, and that keeps me happy, right? So I love to have my, you know, a heavy cream in my coffee. I love to have cream everywhere in my cauliflower, you know, wherever I can sneak it in, right? in my cheesecake that I eat at night, my low carb cheesecake. Um, you're allowed processed foods. So uh, cold cuts are processed, right? So in the dirty, in the, in the strict keto, I won't be able to have that lettuce wrap, right? Because it's made with cold cuts. Right. Uh, it, alcohol, so on the strict, you can't have alcohol. So you can have, you know, gin and, ton, uh, gin and diet tonic water. Uh, and the types of alcohols allowed in keto are mostly the spirits, whiskey, um gin vodka because they all have zero carbs mm -hmm. right um and so you can also have some packaged foods like i do like uh mary's organic crackers they're made from seeds i do like to have those so those are in the lazy keto does it work yes you lose weight on on lazy and the third one is dirty 
And with dirty, you're only focused on keeping it low carb. And you know, you can go to 25 carbs, maybe 30, right? Depends on your body. Um, and you can have meal replacements like those protein shakes, as long as they're low carb, all right? Um, you can have dairy, uh, you can have the alcohol. And the only goal is to just keep losing weight and stay in ketosis while eating dirty. So I know that I can go up to about 30 grams of carbs and continue to lose weight. I will stop losing weight when I get above 31. 32, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it all depends. Does dirty work? Yes. All three of them work. And in my program, we've been all doing a variation. Some are doing, some are doing dirty, some are doing lazy. And as I said, a group of us uh, have decided to go strict. And it's only for seven days. And then I'm going to reward myself with a lovely coffee filled with heavy whipping cream and sugar-free vanilla syrup. That's going to be my reward. So yeah, you did mention that in our group, and I think that might be mine as well. <laughs> At the end, I was like, that does sound good to have oh, a goal, yeah. a, a goal in place. So yeah. yeah. So I am going to miss, I, I love cheese. I'm a mouse. I think second to meat to fat. Um, I think that um, I'm a real mouse because I just love cheese. I will be posting in my uh, group, my last meal, which is just cheese filled, <laughs> cheese filled. I'm obsessed with that tomato and feta cheese pasta. Yeah, bake. the TikTok uh, recipe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to be posting. I eat that with zoodles, so zucchini noodles. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also made onion rings. And the replacement in the keto world for onion rings is um, the waffle maker. So you mm -hmm. cut onions, uh, you know, uh, you, you get the onion, you cut it into slabs, right? Slices. And right. then you put the whole, so you put some, uh, cheddar cheese, and then you put the, the the onion ring, and then you put more cheddar cheese, and you close that waffle maker. Because I got to get rid of all the cheddar cheese in my house. So um, I'm having that for dinner, and I'm having um, cheesecake, and I'm having my yogurt. Um, I'm just eating all the dairy in my house today. And it's all keto friendly, and I'm staying to under 20 grams, so I'm still good. I'm just giving giving up the, the dairy for seven days. <laughs> No, See, that's what I love about you. Is you're so real. Even though you do yeah. this, you're not like high and mighty and, you know, <laughs> preaching to everybody else. You were like, just right there in the trenches with us. I love it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I tell you, my, my son played hockey. So I did learn from uh, his hockey coach um, that it might be a permanent letting go of cheese. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I've already given up enough, but it's because um, dairy products actually create phlegm in the body. And they are inflammatory. They are. Yeah. But I think I've come pretty far. I've lost 140 pounds eating the cheese. So I'm not quite certain that I will go beyond the seven day challenge, but it is a good way to reset, to dump a little more weight, you know, cause some of us are losing more weight and the other ones aren't. So those that have not lost as much as some of us, this will help them come along and they'll have a nice dump of weight. Right. That's and awesome. I think yeah, we're all excited. I mean, um, it's it's just so rewarding to be, and we're still eating good food. It's not like we're not eating, you know, good, tasty, filling food, right? Right. So, um, yeah, but it, I do know that about, you know, cheese and dairy products, but I just, I'm not ready. But having said that, I have my replacements already. I bought my coconut cream to put in my coffee, right? Mm -hmm. I got my butter. I got my butter. Did I talk about bulletproof coffee? 
Yes, yep. I did. Right? Yep. I did. I love my bulletproof coffee. So instead of putting the heavy cream, I'm going to put the coconut cream, right? Coconut cream is a good replacement. It's non-dairy. It's vegan as well. Um, you know, I have a client who's vegan, uh, harder to do, but you can still do it. You're not going to be at under nice. 20 grams as a vegan low carber, mm -hmm. but it is possible. I picked up a new one because um, I also help uh, the South Asian community. Um, um, you know, many of the Sikh Indians are vegan, right? So mm -hmm. it is possible to uh, do keto without any meat. You know, that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it is adaptable. And again, you're eating very tasty food. So you are not denying yourself in the ways I don't feel, I don't know about you, Brenda, I don't feel as um, denying myself as I did with other programs, right? Right, right. And, yeah. and I'm excited about it because I feel like um, we've been doing lazy yeah. slash dirty. And even when we were trying to do be more strict because we were learning yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so some things we didn't think about like ketchup I didn't think about and I'd just use it and then yeah. and there were other condiments and yeah. um so but still it's made a difference and I feel better and so now I'm actually excited about this whereas before I probably would have been horrified to <laughs> and wouldn't have lasted but I feel like I can and and then well, you made us a grocery list and a menu for the week. Like I bought everything on it. Check, check, check yep. at the grocery store and even lamb chops. I'm going to try that. Never tried it. So I'm like, oh, this is oh, a good time to try I it. Love, so. I love lamb chops. I mean, I love all meat. There's not one meat I don't eat. So, you know, <laughs> um, uh, it, it, yeah, but it, it's just, it's, I, I, mean, I don't feel like I, what we're denying ourselves. And my approach and why I developed my program is I have been in the shoes of young mothers, mothers with teens and now empty nesters, right? Mm -hmm. I have tried it all. I, you know, there's nothing like someone who's walked in your shoes because you know that she feels your pain. <laughs> right, I right. feel the pain of trying and trying and thinking it's your, you know, and, and we always blame, I always blame myself when I couldn't lose weight on other programs, right? Because permanent weight loss is not about finding a quick fix. I get very upset and I'll go on rants when I see these, you know, ads on Facebook. I clicked on them as well, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, sign up to this program, guaranteed you're going to lose 20 pounds. I didn't see the little writing at the bottom saying, well, that's not typical and you might not lose 20 pounds in a week and you might lose only one or two and, you know. Right, right. I, I'm, I, I'm also honest about the fact that um, the reason that we do lazy, dirty and not get I've led you guys now. This is my little secret. You guys are enthusiastic of doing strict and you, I led you to it on your own, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't start, with, I didn't start our program with strict. You know why? You would have, because I'm setting you up to fail. Right, right. And in fact, you started us, you said, don't change anything for like the first no. week or two. Don't yeah. change a thing, just try. No. Track your food in the, <laughs> yeah, that was all we had to do. That was like the easiest start to any diet. Yes, because I way understand, living, way of understand the psychology of, oh, I'm going to start Monday. Like my husband says to me, if I had a dollar for every time you said you were going to start a diet on Monday, I'd be a million. <laughs> I'd be all excited. But then it was so daunting because I had to quickly switch, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine, Brenda, if I had 
told you not like, I think that my method works because I make, I, I tell you to first download that app manager. I tell everybody, don't change the way you eat, you know, input your numbers. Let's take a look. Oh, and then you will horrify. I allow you to horrify yourself. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I'm leading you on a path, the path I took on my self-discovery, right? It was a journey for me. Then I started dirty. In the beginning, I was dirty. And then I led myself to the strip because I wasn't ready. You can't go from eating all those carbs and go completely strict. I don't believe in doing that. And that's why my program has had a lot of success. You know, when I finally find time to do my own podcast and I'm going to have you on, I'm going to bring on some of my past uh, my past, uh, uh, you know, um, clients. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm also going to actually bring them to my, my private Facebook group. Cause some of them were asking me, do you want me to come on and talk about how, you know, you helped me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. you know, because all of them, this is the method I used. I know the psychology of completely saying on Sunday, okay, you know, I'm done. And now I'm going to jump into this. No, you have led yourself now to agreeing to do this seven day challenge. And now you also know that when you get stalled or your weight loss isn't where you want it to be, that you can go to strict, but you also know right. that you can move to lazy or dirty keto, and you're going to still lose on all three. You're just going to lose more on strict. You'll lose on lazy, and you'll lose less on dirty, but all mm -hmm. three work, all three of work work. So I'm proud of the fact that without you guys even knowing, I led you to strength. <laughs> yeah, and now we're excited to do it. So that's, and, you know, I have also unbelievable. said, yeah, but I've said on the group, for those that don't want to, there is no obligation, Yes, but you're going to see our success, right? They're going right. to see that you know, so-and-so, oh my God, she lost like four pounds that last week because she did the seven days. And it might trigger, and then, you know, I could probably try at least seven days, right? right? Yeah. And maybe the next time, you know, maybe four months down the road, we might decide to do a 14-day challenge, right? Yeah. But it's nice to toggle back and forth because already we're, we're cutting out a large group of foods that we all grew up with. They're our mm -hmm. comfort, aren't mm -hmm. they? Absolutely. Right? I would blindly eat plates of pasta forever and ever, right? you know, yeah. without thinking about it. So, um, you know, I mean, I hope that what we talked about today helps anyone else who is struggling, um, who now finds themselves an empty nester and being able to finally do some self-care. You know, you've been yes. teaching self-care as well. Uh, I listened to your podcast about, you know, going for walks and, you know, they bring you joy. And, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about exercise. Oh my gosh, Brenda. Should we just for a few minutes? Sure. Okay. So you can do this way of eating without exercise. I lost 140 pounds without it. Yes, I did. Um, and you don't need to exercise to lose weight. Not, not at all. So I'll put that out there. That was another reason why I like this way of eating. Right, Brenda? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's quite the hook. You don't have to do the exercise. <laughs> um, but like, just like you like to walk and I love to walk too. Uh, I did start to do more than just walk. I started to actually exercise and I feel better. And I'm starting to see that what exercise does is it doesn't help you lose weight, but it tones your body. It does. I'm starting to see some tightness, some muscle, some definition. 
And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. It is. I'm more flexible. I feel better. And I really, I'm starting to enjoy myself. Today, I went live in my private group, as I usually do at 3 p.m. I'll mm -hmm. do five of exercise to try to inspire everyone. And I was actually, I was laughing, but you could tell I'm forcing my, I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I end up having fun. I do, you know. Yeah, and, sometimes it's just getting started. Like I don't yeah. always want to go for a walk, but my dog makes yeah. me feel obligated <laughs> because she loves it so much and it makes her so happy. And so then I'll I'm like, fine, I should take her. And then yeah. once we get yeah. started, then you know I'm fine and it's yeah. I enjoy well, it. <laughs> but even you know, you talk about in your podcast, you know, like taking a bath and just shutting, you know, shutting everything out or taking a book. I do. I, I'm, I'm doing that more now because I have the time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, before, it was, before it used to be me and the two toddlers in there with me because it was easier and faster right. than they all together. You know? Yeah, so exactly. I, yeah, it, it, you know, I have more time in my brain to think about other things than food. Uh, I have more time for self-care. I've started seven and a half years into it. I started to exercise, right? Mm -hmm. I, mean, I didn't have time for before. So this is all about self-care, right? I mean, we do put ourselves last. And I was talking to another uh, potential client who was saying, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I said, then you have to think about, you've got to make the time because at the end of the day, you know, if you don't make the time, your health suffers. I am healthier now than I was 10 years ago. You know, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I feel better. I look better. You know, I look younger. I've turned back the clock. Like people say, you look so young now. And it's because <laughs> the, when you're heavier, you just, I don't know. I mean, I was always a positive person. And I used to, and I wore business outfits, you know, always with a suit, but I never, I, I look at my pictures and I see a person who's not comfortable in her own skin. Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm never going to be a skinny mini. I'm not ever going to be a thin person but I'm certainly more comfortable in my skin. I'm more confident now, right? Mm -hmm. Look, I always took the picture. I wasn't in the pictures. My children can't find pictures of me with them. Isn't that sad? It is sad. I, I know the feeling. I'm the picture taker as well. So. It, 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 it saddens me because there's lots of pictures of them with their dad that I took. Mm-hmm. But there's very, very few of me with my children yeah. because I would run from the camera. I ran. Now I mm -hmm. run to it. <laughs> now I run. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I would never put myself in pictures ever. Mm -hmm. Oh, I always hid behind, you know, if, if I was at an event, oh, let's take a picture. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take here. I'll, oh, yeah, I'll give you your iPhone. I'll do it. No, no, I don't need to be in the picture. I'll take And then they would forget to put me in there, which was right. Fine. Right. But you know, just the confidence I have being able to get into a picture now. Uh, now I pester my children for selfies and they're like, oh, mom, please. You know, like <laughs> it's the opposite. But now I want to be in every picture. Yeah, right? that's awesome. I, I just feel so much better. But if anyone listens to this podcast and wants more information, you know, my website is uh, mywayofeating.ca. They can find me on Instagram at uh, M way of eating. I forgot the why. So it's M way of eating. <laughs> um, I'm always putting up tidbits, information, recipes. Um, I'm not shy about giving away information. I think that the more information I give to people, the better. 
Um, and if I can help a person reevaluate how many carbs they're eating and start to notice, I have done my job, you know? That's awesome. I appreciate you being here and for being yeah. a part of the next chapter yeah. of Nest podcast. Yeah. And you're my first real guest besides my oh sister. My <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> I may do it just because I'm like, help me. So I get some experience, yeah. but, <laughs> but it's well, easy with people like you. So it was great. It was great. Yeah. yeah I mean, so I, I, and you asked the right questions and, uh, you know, it's my pleasure to, be, oh my God, I'm honored. I'm your first guest. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, so thank you for being here and, for, um, you know, just sharing your story. And like I said, I've heard it before, but I could hear it every day because I just love it. And it's so inspiring. And well, you uh, you're inspiring me too, because you've decided to join this seven day challenge, Brenda. So now we got to hold each other accountable. Oh, we yeah. will for sure. I want to <laughs> see I, what you tonight. And I, 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 are you saying goodbye to cheese as well tonight or not? <laughs> um, well, I had strawberries with, uh, low yeah. carb with cream on it already today okay. so um and yeah. i'm having yeah. a, a procedure tomorrow so they said like low fat so i'm okay oh oh, like, oh, oh man <laughs> That's I'll, okay. I'll be okay hey. i've had enough yeah, <laughs> i had an no, omelet no. with cheese on it well, extra cheese yesterday yeah. so <laughs> anyway, it was a pleasure um so thank you so much brenda and yeah. uh see you tuesday at our accountability session okay <laughs> Sounds awesome. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thanks, Brenda. I loved having you here today. And if you like Next Chapter Empty podcast, please subscribe, submit a review, and share with friends. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Next Chapter Empty Nest. Thank you for joining us. And remember, our time is now.